Introducing Mindful Parenting in a Messy World with Michelle Gale. This podcast is for parents who long to be meaningfully connected to themselves and their children, even as the demands of modern life are accelerated. Enjoy a collection of supportive conversations, meditations, and nuggets of practical wisdom to help you embrace the parenting journey as your greatest potential for personal growth. Welcome to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. I am your host, Michelle Gale, and today I am not interviewing anyone. Today, I am going to read to you the introduction of my first book. It just came in the mail yesterday, and I'm just so excited to share it. I'm excited to read it to you and give you a little teaser. Um, I started this process of writing this book five years ago, and it's been through many iterations, and it is finally in the world, and I'm very excited to share it with my listeners and my friends and my colleagues, and um, I'm going to read you the introduction here. So the title is the same as my podcast, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World, Living with Presence and Parenting with Purpose is the tagline. It's not too long of a book, and it has lots of resources in it for parents at the end of each chapter, many of which I have used myself, most of which I've used myself on my path to mindfulness and awakening. So introduction, mindfulness and messiness is the title. And there's a quote at the beginning of each chapter. The quote here is, mindfulness is simply being aware of what is happening right now without wishing it were different, enjoying the pleasant without holding on when it changes, which it will, being with the unpleasant without fearing it will always be this way, which it won't. And that was written by James Barras author of Awakening Joy for Kids, who is a dear friend and mentor of mine. He's all one of the founding members of Spirit Rock Meditation Center. So the beginning of this chapter is about mindfulness. Before I launch into my stories, learnings, and suggestions, I want to clear up the definition of mindfulness and meditation from my perspective so we are all on the same page. Mindfulness, in its most simple definition, is a map for understanding the human experience. The core of the practice has us practicing and resting in presence, allowing us to know what is being known. It is a compassionate, non-judgmental awareness of our inner and outer, moment-to-moment experience. No part of our human understanding is left out of the practice. And ultimately, there is no one definition of mindfulness that will ever encompass everything. I suggest you hold any definition you read lightly, but learn what you can from each one. For the use of this book, I'll use the word meditation to refer to formal practice, like when we practice sitting or walking meditation, and the word mindfulness to refer to any way we direct our attention within ourselves or to the outside world. I also want to mention that we can learn to be mindful in some zillion different ways. Practices like Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, journaling, painting, chanting, or so many other activities can support us on this path. Whatever works for you is the way to go. I will say that studying my mind with intention during formal meditation, while also practicing presence while cultivating compassion and curiosity in my day-to-day life, has been my lifeline to managing my anxiety, cultivating joy, and living with purpose. 
I think it's just as important to talk about what mindfulness is not because the word is starting to be overused in popular culture. Being mindful does not mean that you are calm all the time. You can just as easily be aware of your anxiety, anger, or fear as you can be all zen and relaxed. Don't get me wrong. I love it when practicing meditation or mindfulness brings me to a state of calm, but I don't at all expect that to be the case. Nor should we expect constant calm and bliss while weaving in and out of family life. Are you with me? The goal of meditation is not to stop thoughts. Thinking is part of being human and we should not beat ourselves up or call ourselves bad meditators because we can't stop thinking. In fact, when we sit in meditation and notice our mind has wandered, this is exactly why we practice. This means we are doing it right. In this moment of noticing our mind wander, we learn that we have a choice. We can continue letting our mind do its thing, or we can come back to focusing on the breath or another point of concentration. We practice so that in our day-to-day lives, we have more choice as to where we put our attention and how we show up in the world at any given moment. For me, one of my favorite outcomes of practice is to not take my stressful thoughts so seriously. I certainly still have them. They just don't run the show. So when I'm thinking to myself, good Lord, I'm a terrible parent. Why did I say that? I shouldn't have raised my voice or made that assumption or been so impatient. I've learned to take a breath, notice those thoughts, and decide not to buy into them so heavily. And making this shift, I'm kinder to myself and to others through the radical act of self-discovery. Like anything else worth learning, mindfulness is a practice, something we choose to spend concentrated effort on until it becomes our new normal. And make no mistake about it, living a mindful life is a blessing like no other. As we awaken to who we are, we can live more fully and show up more authentically in every aspect of our lives. I have found in my own life that making this commitment to myself has not only supported me, but also my family in ways I could never have imagined. Embracing messiness. So what is all this talk about embracing messiness anyway? Holy cow, you guys, this is the best part of all. If there is one thing we can count on, it is that things will change and our lives will go sideways when we least expect it. Sometimes it's just something mundane like the grocery stores out of the peanut butter our kids like. How rude. And other times, you know what, really hits the fan and someone in our family gets injured. As we practice mindfulness, we learn to meet each moment with a sort of equanimity, not taking it all so personally. The mess of life will present itself over and over again. We can count on it. What if instead of pushing away the icky parts and only welcoming the pleasant experiences, we learn to embrace all of them? John Kabat-Zinn, who happens to be one of my favorite teachers, wrote a book over 25 years ago called Full Catastrophe Living, Using the Wisdom of Your Body and Mind to Face Stress, Pain, and Illness. When I saw the title, I nearly dropped to my knees. The first time I read this book, I was single and not even thinking about a family. Reading it again so many years later after having two children, the message once again soothed my soul, but for such different reasons. It was clear to me that so much of my suffering as a parent came from the stress and anxiety of worrying that I might be screwing up my kids and that I'm not a good parent. I was also a professional at wanting things to be different when they didn't go my way. 
What I've learned over the years is that it is precisely when things don't go my way that I have the most lessons to learn. This is the gift the mess gives me. Now, I would be lying if I didn't say that I certainly prefer when it's humming along smoothly in all the right directions. I mean, duh. But over time, instead of cringing when life started to go sideways, I began to get curious and interested in what life lessons may be awaiting me. This is not a path for the faint of heart. The mess of our lives can seriously suck. However, as it turns out, embracing reality is a much more peaceful way to live. May these stories and learnings serve you on your path to mindful living within the messiness of your life. At the end of each chapter, you'll find a reflection, resource, or practice to support your path. You might find it helpful to journal as you read through each chapter or utilize the practices and resources as you go along. And there's the introduction to my book. And it will be available on Amazon. And um, you can also go to a website that we created especially for the book called mindfulparentingbook.com. And if you purchase the book and just kind of write down your receipt or, you know, proof that you purchased the book, then you will receive a free webinar um, that I created, uh, particularly for this, for this book titled, Let's Talk About Big Emotions and What to Do With Them. You can download that immediately and listen to it. It'll be a recording. You can keep it forever. And um, you will also be signed up for a live Q&A with me that you can join and ask me questions about the book. I will do it like a month or two after the book comes out and that will be recorded as well. So you'll also receive that recording if you can't be there live. And I am just really excited to get out in the world and um, I have book talk scheduled. If you'd like to bring me for a book talk, just reach out to me uh, to my email address, michelle at michellegale.com. And I'm just looking forward to connecting with my friends, colleagues, listeners um, on the principles of mindful parenting in this book that I hold so dear. So thank you for being with me here today. Reach out to me if you have any questions, and I just appreciate having you in my community. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. Michelle's new book, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World, Living with Presence and Parenting with Purpose, is now available at Amazon and at mindfulparentingbook.com. Get your copy today.